Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to High Commentary. Hope you guys had a great week. Having a great morning. I am off today, so you know I had to get back into editing a little bit because I actually made a video. So I'm going to put it up soon. I'm just going to spend this day editing and doing my assignments and it's going to be up very soon. I will definitely let you guys know. Anyway, I decided to make this segment about friendships and figuring out the differences between a true friendship and a friendship based on opportunity. And I wanted to talk about this because this is something that I actually recently went through. I am not going to give any specifics as far as who the person is or, you know, their whereabouts or anything like that. I'm just not that kind of person. And once I cut a person off, I pretty much could care less. So let's get started. All right, let's get started. Let me get my joint. <laughs> I am about to smoke some strawberry starburst that I got for my job, which I think the packaging is so cute. So sad that I can't really like, you know, show stuff like that because I really, really like the products that, you know, my job carries and I think like this is one of those packages where it's like this is hella cute and the smoke is hella good so um I'm about to light up my uh what is it purple starburst let me do this real quick because I you, you know I always got smoke I mean it wouldn't be called high commentary if I wasn't you know smoking a little something you know what I'm saying All right. So recently, you know, I had a friend, thought she was cool, thought she was mature enough to understand that there are certain principles that should be respected, you know? And as a friend, I like to confront people on things like that because if I really didn't care I wouldn't even say anything period but when it comes to taking advantage of my friendship is a different story and when you think it's okay to be upset at me over a concern that I have that makes me start to think a little more like what is your purpose in my life are you here to use me because of what I do or are you really my friend? And one thing that is for certain, people show you who they are. It may not be when you expect it, but they will always show you who they are. So recently, I'm just a, you know, a person that I hear things. I'm just very observant and I like to clean 
everything in every situation, whether it's miscommunication, whether it's a he say, she say. I am really not with the bullshit as far as gossip and cattiness. I'm very much like a dude. I just have the sensitivity of a woman (laughs) and I have the intuition of a woman. But as far as like logics in a lot of ways, I think more like a man. So let me get straight to it before I start parlaying and you know, explaining what's unnecessary to explain. As a friend that has no problem sharing weed, I've, I've never had a problem. Even if you don't have any or never smoke me out, I don't see it as, oh, maybe this person is using me. The only time I will suspect such assumptions is when that person has taken advantage to the point that they've already established their own and now they feel they could shit on you. You know what I mean? And that's something that I'm not gonna tolerate because I can be super petty, super, super petty. And if you're my friend, I hate to have to be your friend and then you do something to cross me and now I have to be petty. And I felt like I was about to be petty. Like, I was really about to, I was about to say some clever-ass shit. Because one thing about me is I'm not selfish. And if I got it, I'm going to give it. Simply because that's just my spirit. That's just how I'm built. Especially when it comes to weed. I think weed is something that you're supposed to kind of share, you know? And use you know as a way to converse with people and to get to know people to me that's what cannabis is all about but there are people who will be your friends simply because you are a butt tender they will try to be your friend simply because they see you as a basically fucking big nug of weed they're not looking at your face who you are who you are inside how you may feel your perception of things. No, they're looking at you as an opportunity. And I think that's why many of us, it doesn't matter how old we may be, we are still trying to figure out who our real friends are and who aren't. Especially those type of fair weather friends, you know, they kind of hold on to you just so that they have you on standby. And once they get their shit together, that's when they start to distance themselves from you. Because, hey, they already got what they wanted. They got free smokeouts. You know what I mean? They were able to smoke weed whenever. Because we all know, for sure, ain't no one pre-roll gonna last two to three days. You get what I'm saying? So even when that person attempted to quote-unquote smoke me out by basically relighting a less than a half joint, I still come out with my fresh shit and blow it down with you by the eighth. So now, when the person has their stuff together as far as, 
you know, getting access to weed, I guess, at a cheaper price because they have a medical card. They feel like they shouldn't have to respect you anymore or respect what you've done for them anymore. Which, see, the difference between me and a lot of other people and a lot of other friendships, it's very quick for me to let a friendship go simply because I value trust and I value honesty and I value realism. And those are three key points in a friendship that many friendships lack, which is why they don't last long. And I also feel like I knew the signs, but as a cancer, I tend to overlook things because I want to see the best in people. And I don't believe what everyone tells me. I have to experience it myself. Even though, you know, certain stories don't really make sense, you kind of see it as, eh, well, that's my friend, you know, like you, you just give them the benefit. At this point for me, I think it's, I think going through this situation where this person came out snobby towards me and simply because I said, like, if you're going to use something, please use it in my presence, you know, not behind my back. I think that's understandable if somebody said that to me, which no one would have to because I'm such a paranoid person and a very respectful person that I always ask before I do anything. But I pretty much know for sure not everyone was raised like me or no one was, you know, was raised like you. Like everyone is different and I understand that and I accept that. But to me, it's like it's a form of betrayal because it's so typical, but yet at the same time, you don't see it coming from that person. But then at the same time, there were signs like she pretty much told me she was a wishy-washy person. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to say like, all, you know, this certain Zodiac sign, they're all the same. But I mean, this person did mention that she was a Gemini. (laughs) And this person did say that they were wishy-washy to me. And things like that, you know, people may think I don't hear and I don't listen and I don't take in things, but I take in everything. And once you tell me like, yeah, I'm kind of a wishy-washy person, I already put like five points against you because I know that you have the possibility to try to play me. But I'm going to see and give you the benefit of a doubt that you won't play me. You know what I mean? So in this situation, I gave the person, you know, the benefit. But then I also saw them kind of like distancing themselves or making like lame excuses. And I know that some of it is lame excuses simply because I've seen that person lay those similar excuses to other people. See, this is why you got to be careful with people like me and not in a bad way, in a very good way, because people like me watch and observe everything that you do. And I see it as if you're willing to do that, that, you know, certain situation to that person, then you're very capable of doing that to me. And once you've already planted that seed in my head, the only thing it's going to do is grow if you allow it by adding water to that seed. Get my drift? If you planted the seed, if you tell me who you are, I've already ha- I already have it noted. 
that this is who you are. I just want to see if you will try to do that to me because you already know who I am. And once you try it, you try it. And when you try it, I am the typical dude. I will cut you the fuck off. It does not matter how long I've been cool with you. If you have the audacity to betray me or disrespect me, a person who is gentle and kind and honest and truthful, and I don't say things, you know, out of mal. I say things out of wanting you to be great. Even if you don't want me to be great, I want you to be great. Because God got me, so I don't need you to make me feel like I'm going to be great. God already told me so. I just do it because you're in a situation where you need me to tell you that you are great. But once you put me in a situation where you're messing with my money or you're messing with my character or you are messing with how I am portrayed to people out of your own selfish, opportunistic ways. Now we have a problem. And it's not even the typical problem that, you know, maybe this, the world has its stigmas where like, oh, this Afro-Latina is going to go off. She about to fight somebody. No. I cut people off. I just cut you off. I say what I have to say, and I cut you off. The thing is, is that people think that once I cut them off, that they can come back. I'm definitely not that person. If I could cut off family members and have nothing to do with them, what makes you think that I have a problem cutting a person that's not blood related? You, you get what I'm saying? And people may see it as, oh my gosh, V, you're so fucking harsh. You're so cold. No, I'm hella soft. And that's why I have to be hard. Because I feel like if you betray me, I'm hurt. But then that hurt turns into anger when you don't acknowledge my hurt. And then that animosity, you know, turns into a much higher anger that turns to a rage where I'm just going to cut you off because I don't need anyone around me who's going to put me at that level of anger. I'm such a happy person. So if you stir that pot, be prepared that once you play me, I'm burying you in my head. I've already buried you. So you can't come back. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it has a lot to do with growth because why would you want to have people around you that are only there to use you? They are opportunists. They're not going to be there when things go bad or sour. They will only be there to benefit their own selfish deeds. And I'm too old for that. Way too mature, way too grown for all of that. And that's why I am the type of person who pushes being a loner. Like, Jesus was a loner. Like, he had his disciples, but look, hello, you know, like, look look what one of them did. Like, no one's safe. No one's safe. But you need to make sure that you always are safe with yourself. And if other people don't make you feel safe, you got to get away from it. 
Other people like to fight, entertain, go back and forth and all that. I'm more like, I'm going to speak my mind and you're going to hear what I got to say. But after this, I'm done. I am done. And everyone wants friends. Everyone wants friends. Even sometimes I want friends. But when I go through certain situations like this, it's like, "Eh, nah, I'm good. I'm good with my parents and just me. I'm hella good. I'm just going to make sure that I am self-sufficient to the point where the people around me appreciate me, but they know I'm not a person that's going to get too close. Like, you have to earn me. Because I'm a good fucking person, you know? And I'm sure that there's a lot of good fucking people out there that go through the same shit I go through. And to other people, it's like, oh, why do you stress it? See, because I am a human who cares about people and the human race. So it hurts me to not, you know, to have to not care about someone anymore as far as not continuing my friendships with them. But it, it's, it's also something that everyone has to do. You're going to be lonely. And sometimes I feel like God sets you up to be lonely so that you can do what you need to do to be successful. Because sometimes the people who you think are, you know, good, sincere friends are in a way, mm, how you say, in a way, envious of your perseverance, you know? Because people will be like, oh, envious because of my lip. No, 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 no. Your perseverance. And it's the fact that you have a goal and you know what you want to do and how you want to go about it. And sometimes people don't like that and it turns them off. And that's fine. (laughs) You don't need to be my friend. That's just a waste of my time. And my solution to this is to cut people off. If it's rotten, it stinks, you, you see the signs. On top of that, like to me, I can't respect a woman who feels it's okay to call another woman. I don't want to say this, but I have to say it because the only way I could explain this in my most passionate element is by saying it, you know, very boldly. I can't respect a woman who feels it's okay to call another woman a cunt. I think that is such a nasty, nasty, nasty ass word. And that kind of turned me off about her, you know, inside of me, because when I heard her discuss about the person that she's dating and calling the baby mama a cunt, it kind of like, made my stomach turn it made me feel so disgusted of her presence at that moment because I would never ever ever call a woman a cunt ever maybe I'll call you a bitch if you acting like one you know what I mean like I'll say fuck you I'll say shit but I will never ever 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 put a woman down in such low standards simply because I am upset. And you're upset because your man put you in a situation that you chose to be in. And I corrected her in that situation too. And I said, it's not cool to be calling women cunts. Very derogatory, very nasty, especially if you don't know her like that. You shouldn't be calling another woman a cunt. I don't care what that man has told you about them. 
We are women in general. Our job is to be supporters of each other, not to be nasty. Like, call the girl a bitch all you want, you know what I mean? And as a friend, I'll be like, yeah, you right, <laughs> you know? But once you say that word, it's like, ooh, then that means you would call me something like that. And I dare you to call me something like that in my face. <laughs> because at the end of the day, I will always be from the Bronx. Like, <laughs> do not ever disrespect me in that manner. But the fact that you had the audacity to, to disrespect that person, it kind of puts me, you know, I'm taken aback by it where I'm like, ooh, so she's capable of saying like, you know, saying something like this. And... You know, as a person who's an ethnic aesthetic, uh, ooh, sorry, I need to smoke. That's what it is. I'm losing my breath. I'm just so, like, passionate. I'm just explaining myself in the most authentic way I can. But the moment you show me a little bit of your privilege... I'm turned off. And I say privilege as in... Women who are white... Who feel that they have the privilege to talk to a black woman... In the most nastiest and the most derogatory way. And I'm not with it. I fuck with the people who happen to be white who are not (laughs) Trump supporters, you know what I mean? Who happen to be white and love all colors. Not saying necessarily colorblind, because sometimes white people use that as a way to justify their non-racism, you know, even though there are other different characteristics that beg to differ. I'm talking about the ones who happen to be white, love our music, love our culture, have friends that they will genuinely ride or die for. Those people I fuck with. I fucks with you hard. I love you guys. Like, sincerely. I'm talking about the ones who utilize their white privilege to use you however they see fit. And when they are done with you, they use their white privilege to talk down on you or to make it seem like, oh, well, it's not my problem. But technically it is because it would have never existed if I didn't fuck with you to begin with. But I did with the benefit of a doubt. And I think a lot of people who are like me are probably thinking like, that is so fucking true. We always get taken advantage in the most subliminal ways and we don't even realize it because we're so caught up in the fact of, oh yeah, we got a little friend that, you know, like gets me. But there are certain signs that's there that we tend to overlook. Like I overlooked the fact that she did have a discussion with me about her and her, her, about her mother and her friend having an argument at a restaurant and screaming and walking away. Stuff like that. I'm like, mm, do I really want my mother to be hanging around your mother? My mother is like a cupcake. She's sweet. She don't like scenes. She don't like none of that. Do I really want to do that? You know what I mean? Put her in a situation? Nah, not an option because I dare something like that pop off. You know what I mean? That's one. Then to say that, you know, like your mom's a Trump supporter, like I definitely don't want my mama near you. (laughs) Like, 
And then on top of that, you know, you're calling women cunts. You know, it's very Trumpish sounding to me. And then on top of that, you know, you tend to talk to your mom a little crazy and you hang up on her. And I'm just like, woo, couldn't be me. I got fear in my spirit. I can't do it. If I ever hang up on my mom, it's because I'm crying and I'm upset because I feel like she hurt my feelings. You know what I mean? Not, you know, because like, I don't want to talk to you right now. Boom. And I'm like, wow, couldn't be me. I think my mom would have came to Vegas and hung me. You know, certain things like that where I'm like, ooh. Your privilege is bleeding out of, you know, your skin. And I don't know if I could get with that. You know, I can't I can't be friends with people like that because then that means that if you get caught doing something and I'm in the car, you're going to put that shit on me and I'm brown. Sorry, I'm not risking my life for you. This is not the 1950s, 1960s. Like I'm not I'm not doing that. You know, that's no, especially when I know you wouldn't do it for me. You know what I mean? Especially if you're willing to put me in that type of situation. And that right there is when you know it's time to cut people out your life and to be like, you know what? Let bygones be bygones. Like, just stay away from me and I stay away from you. Like, let's just keep it trill. We don't we don't have to do this. And. I think people are scared to be alone and people are scared to be a loner. I think being a loner puts you in a situation where you're playing checkers in a chess game, but yet you're trying to play chess. It doesn't make any sense. Either you're going to play chess or you're going to play checkers. You can't play both at the same time. And when I notice that people play that, or try that with me, you know, become fair weather friends or, you know, occasional opportunists. Like, let me just hit this person up so, you know, they don't think I forgot about them just in case I need something from them. I smell those type of people from a mile away. Like, if you don't talk to me within two weeks at all, I slightly forgot about you because I feel like a friend is going to keep in touch with you, even if it's with, like, text. Hey, how you doing? You know? Not make excuses or be flaky or anything like that. Like, I'm not with that stuff. I don't have the patience for it. I'm a very vulgar person and I hurt people's feelings. So to prevent all that, I cut them off. And I feel like if you're the type of person that's highly passionate and you're going to say, you know, petty ass things like, bitch, all you was buying is pre-rolls in the beginning. All of a sudden, you know what I mean? You hanging with me, you smoke it more than often, but you never ever smoke me out. You got a medical card, but you never smoke me out. But I've been smoking you out for how long? I could have, but I didn't. I mean, but I did on here. But who cares? It's not like, you know, she gonna be paying attention to my shit anyway. You know what I mean? And if she do, oh, well, it is what it is. We know what we know. And we know the truth is the truth. Like, you never smoked me out. (laughs) I've always smoked you out because sharing is caring. So I guess I was the the only person that was fucking caring and sharing. And once I know who a, you know who a person is and how they are and how they get down, it's very easy for me to cut you off. Like, don't try to even come back to this story because this story is about to end. Be exact, it already ended. I'm just, you know, voicing out how I feel about the situation. So, 
If you're like me, I get you. And I'm saying this for you on your behalf. Sensitive people don't need insensitive people in their life. If you're sensitive, be around sensitive people too. Because you stroke each other's egos. If you're hurt by something, you're able to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I made you feel that way. Like, that's not, that's not my intention. Be human. And there are people out here who are not that human. They may come off as human, but they're really not. Because when they do self, you know, selfish acts like that, you start to ponder and think like, man, I should be by myself because I can't really trust anyone. But I'm a cancer. If you come into my life and you show me that you could be trusted, I'm going to trust you. It's just natural. But once you show me you can be trusted, oh, please, the same way I brought you in, I could get you out. I don't linger in friendships nor relationships. And that's why I'm single. Because I don't tolerate what everyone else is willing to tolerate. I am fine as long as I have my own space, my TV, my weed. I'm around positivity. I love God. God loves me. I have my parents. My parents love me. I love them. All I need is the basics. Whatever comes after that is an addition to my positivity and my greatness and my love for God and God's way of loving me. I'm blessed. I'm blessed and highly favored. Many of you are. But sometimes we tend to stand in our own ways because we desire friendships or we desire relations or we, you know, we desire companionship. And we're supposed to. We're human. But at the same time, we need to be companions with people who think like us, act like us, believe in the things that we believe in. Because then you'll know that they will value you as much as you value yourself and you will do the same for them. And once they show you different, I'm sorry. You gotta let it go. Okay, guys. So I think I talked your ear enough. You know? I think you guys should get my point. You know, when you are a sensitive person, you have to be around people who are just as sensitive as you because then they will be a lot more understanding to your thoughts and how you feel about things. If they're not, like, don't even waste your time. You're just going to break your own heart. You know what I mean? And I've learned that from experience, and I think that's why I'm such a tough cookie now where I can release people and let bygones be bygones. And that's okay. So anyway, stay high, stay fly, and stay prayed up. If you have any questions, you want to talk to me about anything, please feel free to contact me on Instagram, Hi Commentary, H-I-G-H-C-O-M-M-E-N-T-A-R-Y. You can hit me in my DMs. You know, and if you have anything that you'd want me to discuss or to give, you know, my thoughts on, hit me up on there or you can hit me up on Gmail and that is highcommentaries.com. So high as in H-I-G-H-C-O-M-M-E-N-T-A-R.
R-I-E-S at gmail.com. Stay high, stay fly, and stay prayed up. I'm about to probably clean this house. I'm going to do some editing, do my assignments, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to get back on here uh, probably around the same time that I do upload my first video, which will most likely be on WeTube first and then YouTube just because it's the WeTube, you know what I mean? And I love Aaron. Like, hello, I gotta give it to his network first, you know? So anyway, guys, hope you have a great weekend. I know I am. Because even as a loner, you have fun. About to play me some music, clean my house and shit. And enjoy your own company. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't need haters in your life. You don't need people who don't want you to win. And you don't need opportunists. And you don't need people who utilize their white privilege to get across. And to also put you in situations that you shouldn't have to be in to begin with if you didn't fuck with them in the first place. Anyway, guys. Love you. See you later and speak to you later. Bye. Mwah.